It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to another edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. Based on the book, the best-selling book, available in hardcover and paperback and audible as well. And uh, we're already to 53, so we're closer to 100 than we are to 1, Steve Nodelberg. How about that? It is uh, Super Tuesday. The week This is the week after Super Bowl 53. Yesterday was National Football Hangover it sure day, is, it sure is. Which uh, they there is talk about making that a federal holiday. Monday should either be a national holiday or, or play the game on Saturday night. Um, play oh, the game on Saturday night. And they were looking for a cure for people who can't sleep. They found it Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, super <laughs> bore. Oh my my my! Yeah, not but a, but, not but you had a great time. So what you did? Yeah, yeah. I got to Atlanta. I got to go to uh, a lot of the events and parties. And thanks to you, I also got to visit your friend Rob Vaca. And uh, get me in over there at the Ray Lewis, uh, Ray of Hope Foundation. Ray event. is a super dude, isn't Ray he? is. Ray yeah. is. Ray inspires and motivates and celebrates. And uh, boy, he took him to church. We, we, we will have him, him on the on the podcast. He'll come he on. Promise me. Fantastic. So uh, obviously he was busy at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, I ran, in, I, I ran into a couple of folks at that party, and they said uh, one of the fellas said uh, Nittleberg here, <laughs> and I said uh, no. He said, "Oh, I didn't think so. I mean, he doesn't come this stuff. He, he's too busy for that." <laughs> no it was, more. Uh, no it was more. Uh, Scott uh, Patel. Oh, you get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The ticket absolutely. Guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I went to high school with Scotty. No kidding. Yeah, I know no him forever. Saw him all week, couldn't shake him. Yeah. Couldn't shake him like I, a terrible respiratory <laughs> infection. Friday night, saw him there. Saturday, wheels up party. Yeah, Sunday around, at the airport. Yeah, Sunday yeah. on the flight. Oh, yeah. He is one of those guys that shows up. Yeah. You know, like, remember the guy behind, show the, out. behind the plate? He would have John 316. John 316. Yeah. He's like one of those dudes. He's right? like Scott 417. Oh, shit. Here you are again. Yeah. <laughs> you all over again. And uh, this young man we know here. Yes, we do. This is a return trip for uh, Dr. Ralby. Welcome back. Thank you, Steve. Great Michael Ralby, who is chief of staff at On the Ball, but there's an exciting new announcement in the last three minutes and 17 seconds breaking of this podcast. News, breaking news. By all means, please break this news. So Steve. we had always, you know, I had talked about having Michael back on because um, we know each other 35 years. Mm-hmm. We've talked about doing business together um, throughout that time. And then you know, a couple months back, he joined the firm, and we have been incubating a new idea when you say on the firm explain to the people not just the book but the foundation uh, on of, the ball on you know, the ball is so your company. on the ball is my company uh on the ball sports marketing on the ball marketing uh is now on the ball ventures mm-hmm. and we have finally come to a way that uh we can serve uh, an existing uh problem in the marketplace you know there are entrepreneurs that have um financial questions needs and uh so we are uh developing a new division called On the Money. On the and money. certainly this guy is On the Money. And so he will be president of On the Money. And we already are doing deals. This is why I like what I do. We've already gotten into it. We're doing it. We're providing services to people. And it just became very clear that it is, it's a fit for On the Ball Ventures to have this kind of service offering. So I'm super proud. Congratulations. Is, no, is joined the company. Boom, boom. Give me five. Michael yeah, Rowdy, uh, within two minutes of the podcast, you got a promotion. How wonderful is that? It's not bad. I'm telling you. It's not bad. Well, so, so he has a 30-plus year, 40-year career in, uh, in the financial world. You know, he's one of the bond specialists 
uh, or the best Bond people I've ever ever met, and people say that about him. But his true skill set, I thought, was connecting people. That is a fundamental skill set that on the ball does. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a fit. But you know, talk about life change. Please, you know, there's so much change in the world. One of the things I wanted to talk about today, besides the fact that you are number fifty-three, love that. Which I know he has some <laughs> couple ditties on fifty-three. Uh, ditties, ditties. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> from fifty-three, uh, from a spiritual side, a combination of the number five and the number three bring positive attributes, change in life, and energy. But to throw it to the sports side, where do those come from? Uh, it's the significance of change. They come through the angel technology or more of the astrological space. Oh, we found okay. it on the Internet, so it's true, right? Uh-huh. Of course. <laughs> well, I don't true. know if it was some, you know, tend to Buddhism or, or where no. this is from, but uh, five and three have numeric. Everybody. Well, anybody, three, three does for sure because yeah. there's a power of three that, you know, we talk about all the People time. People study numbers and numerology. 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 All the time. You. It's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty impressive. Um, okay. On what they do, but how about this from an ESPN side? Yeah. A little bit of sports. Mm-hmm. Maximum amount of players on an NFL roster. Fifty-three. All right. Um, most points scored. Rookie playoff game. Fifty-three. Will Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Most points scored in a three-game series. All right, we get it. Fifty-three. Your guess number fifty-three. <laughs> Michael Jordan. He wants to own fifty-three. There and said go. you can do that. All but, right. Well. But there we go. So uh, maybe they'll retire your number in the uh, podcast. Uh, the, it's so fifty seconds to the promotion. We will so. never do another fifty-three. <laughs> so, so we're asked to discuss your perspective on the business. That is Shay's big question topic for you. So I'll ask accordingly. What like, is your perspective why, why on, the on the ball? Why me? Why us? Mm-hmm. You know, when it's right, it's right. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, bounced around, uh, feeling like I was a fish in an aquarium for so many years in the corporate planet mm-hmm. and then was able to get put into the ocean and see what the world is about. Mm-hmm. So having the opportunity to join a, a friend who, and when I think about sales, it, it always evolves starting with trust and to be able to trust the gentleman to my right and be to have been through what I've been through with him, good, bad, and indifferent, a lot of ugly, a lot of bouncing back through failure, a lot of lifting up. And it's been a great ride, but all in all, we, We've maintained our friendship, we've maintained our relationship, and we've really built and helped each other. And uh, You know, there, there's something to be said about that. And, uh, you know, all the, the more firms I get involved in, you know, people think it's, you know, when things are, you know, growing and going great that it's really rosy. And what I find is that the best relationships are the ones that have friction. When, when, you know, there's tension. Not everybody agrees. Not everybody is, you know, it's not a rose garden. It's mm-hmm. this place where you bring your best talent and if it doesn't jive with somebody else that's not bad because some of the best ideas and some of the best innovation come from tension you look at what what's the the term about uh, a, a diamond you know if you under pressure yeah you know it, so it's really diamonds are made under pressure yeah okay. so so it's that same kind of thing in business we've had that kind of relationship builds character you know, it builds, you know, m- much more. And, and so, you know, the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, w- w- he brings stuff to the table that on the ball could not provide. A lot of questions that entrepreneurs have. Um, I'm having a blast work with, working with him. And there's so much that when you do the right thing, when he says, you know, when it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the world just opens things up to you in a way that didn't happen before. That's all of a sudden happening. He's reintroducing himself to other people that we knew together in a whole new place and 
the world is changing every day, so it's okay. You don't have to be, you know, you could be the butterfly, you know, that came from the caterpillar, sort of, mm-hmm. kind of goofy. So but it's, a, it's a merger of sorts. It's a merger of your much expertise more than that, correct. With, with that of uh, on the ball. Without question, you have the ability to be able to bring different skill sets, and Steve is so great at sales. Mm-hmm. And my background brings the financial side, which gives us the cumulative uh, strengths to go ahead and bring solutions to people that um, – you you can analogize it to the tennis court. We were playing singles for so many years, and now we're playing doubles. Hmm. And uh, here's a perfect example because you know, uh, giving an example, I think you know matters. So I'm working with a, a group out in Fort Collins, uh, Colorado. Uh, they're one of the leaders in uh, a product called Mammoth. They help uh, plants grow, and they specifically are using it in uh, cannabis. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are growing like gangbusters. It's really excuse the pun, but it's really a, a full growth business. Sure. But I was able to put Michael and the CEO together, who I've known the CEO for a long time. I'm engaged in the company. I've invested in the company. I'm enjoying my role as the sales guy, but I couldn't provide perspective on the how we're going to scale the business. He spoke to Greg Steinberg, their CEO, and their best buddies like that. I transferred that trust to somebody that's going to help us all out. You know, because they were thinking one way, and he turned it around. So. Michael, couple conversations with Greg, we've been able to now start to connect the dots and help him on the financial side. It's it's been just a symbiotic way of being able to grow the relationship together, and it's spectacular. Yeah. I'm meeting with somebody tomorrow that Michael connected with me. That's from Israel. That is in town. Lots of innovation going on in Israel. These guys are interested in the the company that I'm working with, uh, Grosentia, and it's like. That, that kind of stuff doesn't happen by accident, you know, and that's, that's really high-performing sales teams have yin and yang. You know, uh, Michael Jordan played with Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned him before. You make everybody better on the court, and so it's really been fun that we have a full solution to offer clients, plus we're having a, a blast. <laughs> you know, it's, like, creating, oh, it's like creating a culture that I haven't seen in my 33 years in the financial space or 40 years of selling. And to create that culture, I think uh, Joe Mullins talked about it last two, three podcasts ago. It's incredible to be able to get a cadence like that and be able to go ahead and, and build and do things for people that are really solid and do it with Steve as a dream come true. People, um, perhaps, they undervalue culture, and they're learning that they probably had better not do that any longer. It's not just the bottom line number on the paper. It's how you get there because the folks that you are with, you can teach you know, folks, how to get good at selling or, or connecting, but you can't really teach people how to be good people and to care and foster a culture of teamwork. Now, can you? Uh, well, you know, there's a, a shining example that happened in the Super Bowl. You know, you see Bill Belichick is the master, and if you look at the things that the Patriot have been, way, right? He's you know, there's been stuff printed about you know, what, you know, what makes him so great. He puts people in a system, mm-hmm. very process driven. There's, you know, things that he does. He, it's very simple. I mean, the stuff you read about him that has made him great is he, you know, number one, build, you know, his formula for success. Number one, build capabilities, mm. you know, invest in your people. Number two is spend more time worrying about 
the what the opponent mm-hmm. you know know your opponent it's all art of war preparation mm-hmm. you right. know don't don't worry about what's happening in here worry about what's happening out there and a lot of businesses spend a lot of time beat the shit out of each other internally coach wants that called it friendly fire mm-hmm. you get killed on the right. inside yeah worry about the outside and then the third thing um I forgot what it was exactly, but, you know, he is all about everybody was super prepared for that game mm-hmm. and prepared to do things. And when you do that in business, you know, you, you win. You know, it's unbelievable. He won eight Super Bowls. I mean, it was. Well, yeah, he's got two as a defensive coordinator with I, the Giants. I didn't even remember yep. that. The 80, yeah, 86 and 90. And then, of course, the, uh, the the six here with the New England Patriots. It's so it's, unbelievable. It's, I mean, a, it's a ring on every finger, none for the that? thumbs. Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's culture. It's yeah. a system. It is a process. It is a system. And it's absolutely culture. And culture breeds trust. And I think that's another word that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to sales. And Steve's been in this marketplace for so many years. And the amount of trust that he's built through people and being able to have the opportunity to go back and reconnect and continue to build the brand is exciting. I'm supposed to ask you about your perspective on change. So let's get into that. Your perspective on the idea of change, which is something that most human beings, uh, their, their natural inclination is to resist it, Run to away. fight it. Run away. We find comfort in routine. We find comfort in ritual. We drive the same exact way to work, stop the same place for the same coffee, stand in line with the same people, either right in front or right behind of them. But uh, without an open mind and adaptivity to change in business, you are going to fail. You're going to be passed by those who are more open to it. In this day and age, the world's getting smaller, and it's really very, very exciting to embrace change. I've had. What to- do you mean by that? The world's getting smaller because of connectivity. Everyone's aware, and everyone knows, and everyone else is aware of what everyone else is doing. I was explaining this morning to somebody. I spent 33 years. Grew up in South Florida. From Dade County to Palm Beach, I was trying to acquire clients, thank God, successfully. And I watched Steve open up his computer and connect to the world Mm -hmm. and can go ahead and find sales leads or opportunities because of the way he's mastered a technique that has literally made the world smaller. It's closer. It's, it's, even though it's bigger and even though there's a bigger opportunity to meet these people for the way we had cultivated sales for so many years, blocking, tackling one by one. Steve Steve shows people how to be able to get hundreds of people in a, a click or two. Hmm. It's incredible. As far as change is concerned, embracing it is what it's all about. I call it new level, new devil. Always trying to climb a new level. Oh, I like that. I new like level, that. new devil. You always have a new devil at a different level. It might not be the same one you had prior. Right. That's really cool. But Pat got- Riley's talked about it. He's, you know, he said uh, the only thing in life you can count on is change, con- so you better learn to embrace the it. The only constant in life is change. Yeah. And as you climb to that new level and you have to embrace different devils, uh, exciting to, to bring them on, exciting to learn, exciting but to... But nobody wants to do that. It's like going to the dentist. It's human nature. Nobody wa- no one... They say, well, you have to learn to embrace. But embrace also, by definition, kind of means welcome. So people are willing versus wanting, and there's a difference. If people are more wanting to change and to open that mind to change and actually embrace the change, they'll probably be more successful, won't they? So, so it's great that you bring that up, and that's why I love having you as my partner on this because you, you zeroed right in on the, the reason why we're talking about change is when Michael decided to join the firm, mm-hmm. he came to me and he said, listen, I'm okay with you leaving the training wheels on for a while. Uh, this is a new playing field for me. Work with me. Don't let go 
you know, he, he talked about some of the trainings that I do, and he goes, I feel like you put me securely in the shallow end of the pool. I want to swim with the sharks. Right. Take me there. You know, and, and that's a big paradigm shift yeah. for mature salespeople, and I see it all the time, who are saying, wow, it's a new game out there, but I'm not willing to let go of everything that I was to, you know, become the person I can be, and I did that. I mean, five years ago, I let go of a lot of the things that were happening in the sales universe and said, there are new tools, there's new stuff. So when I get in front of people now and, and I speak to them about what I do, they're like, wow, you're really fantastic at that. I'll never get there. Bullshit. It, I, I did the same thing that everybody needs to do. You're not. It's not too old. Can you imagine somebody 52 years old saying, you know, I'm too old? No, the life expectancy is mm -hmm. you got another 30 years, you know, people working in the workforce. So changes here you know the way that people acquire clients is different i ask people all the time when does the close happen in a sale and inevitably they all go to at the end oh you know when we're ready to sign a deal and i go how about if i told you this that that the world has changed and the close happens in the first three seconds mm -hmm. they make a decision whether they like you or not and if they don't like you you have no shot at selling Oh, no, 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 that's, you know, you got to build rapport. And I go, <laughs> listen to me, if someone doesn't like you, you're not going to do business. So, right. you know, for the, the point with Michael is that he said, okay, I'm into the change. I'll jump into, you know, whatever we're doing and I'll let you do it. That's a very difficult thing to do. I understand that. But statistically, there are more CEOs who are investing in their own personal brand you know, which is a total change. CEOs usually wanted to be behind the scenes. When you say investing in their own personal brand, you mean putting themselves front and center? Yeah, because their brand leads you to the company brand. Dana White? Uh, Dana White's a UFC. great example. Dana White looking for a fight. Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Dana White, the de facto face and voice of that entire He made UFC, that whole thing happen. Which, by the way, is not even owned by Dana White. It's owned by William Morris Endeavor IMG. Right. But but that's a, now, re that's a really good example mm -hmm. of a guy who got out in front of it, took all of the advantage of being the guy, and then once you saw the guy, you said, all right, well, what's he doing? And, oh, he's doing UFC, and I want to follow that guy. Mm -hmm. That is happening at every CEO so level. So CEOs in, I mean, like I did the charity event in March with uh, Tim Keating at Boeing. He's a guy that puts his personal brand ahead of he, that. He may not. He could. Yeah. You know, because. But it's a growing trend, you're it's saying. It's a growing trend. And you talk about the biggest change. Is that protecting yourself because if the company don't need you anymore, it doesn't matter because where you go must that's be a, it. That's an interesting take. I never went there. I look at it as, you know, it is. Each of our responsibility to market ourselves, mm -hmm. including the CEO. So if the sales department is supposed to not rely on the company to deliver leads, mm -hmm. which is the world we're in, then, you know, show me how to build my brand and you be the biggest. Well, your, brand. your brand can't be, uh, you know, solely the company because, A, if the company really screws up, then you look, well, you know, you're them. And, B, if they get rid of you, now what? Well, you for know? how many years was it that the company was on the business card was bigger than the person's name, and now Correct. the person's yeah. name is now bigger than the it's company. The person's name is bigger than the company now. Yeah. Correct. The rambling herd, Merrill Lynch, forever. Oh, buy the brand, buy the brand. Now the the advisor's name is larger. Because There's a difference you, between working at and working with. Yes. And I try and tell these young women who say, well, I work at so-and-so. No, 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 no. Your brand I is your, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're in management on the retail side. Don't tell people you work at that store. You tell them that currently you are working with or that you are currently with.
because then you're elevating your own brand and words do matter to the perception. It's a partnership. It's not peanut butter sandwich and a little bit of jelly. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And together, bam. And so you have it dead on. So even at the corporate level, that executive is a person first and then the CEO of the company. So the more they're willing to open up and let me know who they are, what they are, you know everything about some CEOs Mm -hmm. and others are really behind it. The more Richard Branson and Virgin, it's a a perfect example. I I was just thinking Mm -hmm. that's a perfect example of a guy who has built his own brand that does not affect Virgin at all in a negative way. And if that helps him in a positive way, it's not egotistical. It's not nothing, but he takes who he is and makes that a part of the Virgin brand. It comes to life. And it's also, you know, good job security in the sense of say Dana White. The UFC no longer needs them, doesn't matter. If he goes to a different fight organization or creates one, well, his name is above the... And then in the 80s, in the movies, you call it your name above the title, right? Schwarzenegger. Yes. No, Big yeah. Stallone. Right. Right. And the movie title beneath it. Right. Dana White's positioned himself, and people go, who's this? The UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship was a mixed martial arts company in the year 2000. It was sold for $2 million. $2 million is not a lot of money. Well, for a lot of us it is, but $2 million, they bought this fight organization. Well, they sold it 16 years later to William Morris Endeavor IMG for $4 billion, $300 million, which is to this day and probably forever will be the, the greatest largest. return on investment right. in the sporting space. I mean, it's almost inconceivable. Have you been to their facility in Vegas? Uh, the, uh, the I've been through it, but not in it. No. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I was fortunate yeah. enough. My friend Brett Sadler, yeah. um, I was in Vegas. She said, you got to come visit. Yeah. And it's really a city. It is. They built specifically for uh, you know that, that brand. Mm-hmm. You, know, it, you, you expect that brand to do stuff like that. And so you know, the, the, you know, when we talk about change, you know, Michael comes from the financial place mm-hmm. where that's the last bastion of where they're controlling individuals, what they can say, what they can't say. And so it's very compliance-driven, and that's crushing the individuals that work for the big-name houses. They don't, they're lost. They're like, how do I get into the dance party? Because I asked this question at my trainings. You ever been to a dance party? Yes. Who has fun at a dance party? <laughs> the people who dance. Right. <laughs> the the, ones, who, the dance. ones who actually get on the floor. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So th- there's this dance party going on called social media, and the ones who are dancing, Joe Mullings is a perfect example of a CEO who absolutely blasted through all of the old school you know, paradigms, and he has embraced it. And everybody I've said to follow this guy loves the content he's putting out there and he doesn't talk about the, the his business. He talks about him, his perspective of how to run a business, his perspective of the challenges of travel, of social, everything he has an opinion on. And it just sort of leads you to his company. Oh, wow, he's in medical recruiting. Um, his his uh, podcast, we just got huge numbers on it. He he's was, incredible. You know, and I don't know if you've seen some of the follow-up um, videos that he did. Mm-mm. Oh, he did a behind-the-scenes video. Yeah. Well, you actually showed up pretty handsome. I got Really? Yeah, yeah, it was really yeah. sweet. Yeah, you were looking good. What was I, what was I doing exactly? <laughs> what exactly was I saying? Now I'm concerned. Uh, oh, no, not at all. No, I, I mean, it showed us, you know, real life. It show, You know, and that's what people want. So why is reality TV so popular? That's the soap opera, inside drama, voyeuristic entertainment, if you will, of this generation. So CEOs, salespeople like me, why does someone care that I'm in 
Detroit airport and having a hot dog. Or, you know, I share, I document what I do, and people are like, wow, man, you lead a pretty cool life, you mm-hmm. know? Well, I'm not showing them when there's no air conditioning on the plane. Right. And there's no, you know, we're delayed. And, 34B. <laughs> right. Last, last week, last week he gets on the plane to fly back. There's no internet. No internet. I, I was in the exit row. I'm Jet Blue. I was jumped off. I said to the lady, I go, you don't want me sitting here because. You just cost me three hours of possible work. <laughs> I'm leaving. Right, the lady next to me said, you're going to be okay? You know? I was like, no. So the uh, back to the, the CEO conversation yeah. and the brands. Well, it's not, it, drive it all the way down, CEOs to even the average Well, you, person. you. I mean, Michael you know, knows lots of people, but he had no organized way to get in front of those people. And he, while he had a brand, he wasn't putting the brand in a way that he could build audience, and mm-hmm. now he is. Yeah, it's, it, it's so enlightening and so refreshing to be able to embrace the change and to be able to make that choice back to your comment earlier about why do people do it it's a choice every day when you wake up and if you go embrace it it's exciting you learn from it and you you definitely make mistakes but you have the ability to create new and every day is a new slate every day is new fun every day is a new way to go ahead and embrace the world that that it is and i've never had more fun selling than i've had in the last three months and you know why because you're not selling exactly just being present and showing what you do well and what you're passionate about and people are attracted to that people are willing sometimes to accept change or willing to give in to change but very rarely are they welcoming are they truly endorsing of like because we find it's just as human beings, you know, we are hunters and gatherers and there's a routine and a ritual that we find comfort in. That's just how the human you the know, brain you, works that way. Right. Flight or fight. You're, you're going to you're going to have to go counter, you know, genetic uh, intuition to, to embrace change. But it's, it's essential to being successful. I, I give people credit who do it because change is difficult. You know, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, I'm resistant know, to it. Yeah. I mean, I ask people, what's the size of your comfort zone? You know, because if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you're going to keep getting what you got. You know, what what I've been able to do, and I get the daily feedback from people who say, wow, man, your energy comes through all of your stuff on social media. Because you know what? I am genuinely enjoying the hell out of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And all I'm doing is sharing that. So you can't, you can't fake it. What, are, what an enjoyable thing to watch, too. 35 years together and watch the last three, four years of your life to see it blossom the way it has and what is recently going on, it's exploding. <laughs> it's really pretty <laughs> It's wild. incredible it's to like, watch, and it's so exciting. My kids think I'm famous. So it's- <laughs> <laughs> my kids- well, mine did a long time ago. <laughs> my kids think I'm famous, so. That's Dad, right. all, of, all of the guys know you. <laughs> well, congratulations on the uh, the new endeavor. To me, it sounds, like a, sounds like a merger. It sounds like, hey, uh, this is uh, symbiotic. Uh, this is synergy, but this is your expertise, our expertise. And it sounds like that model of, you know, the old Disney one plus one equals three. Exactly. You guys are better off having joined forces. So smart. And and this goes back to what you said earlier. It's, you know, I I don't want Michael to work for me. Mm -mm. I want to work together Mm -hmm. to achieve some new things. And that's really a note that everybody could take back to their organizations because when you make it, you're working for me. It's adversarial right, right. off the bat. Mm-hmm. When I say, hey, listen, you know, we're going to work together to achieve some things I couldn't do on my own. 
And neither could he. So the, the combination of one and one. Words matter. Words matter. You know? Words cause feelings. They evoke emotion. Yeah. And, you know, with, Big word this week for Steve. Respect. Yeah. With, Respect each with, other. With is, you know, I'm going to the, the store with uh, him. I'm going to store for him. Well, yeah. For his task. Yeah. It's chore. Really? It's right. Subservience. And it's we a, get into the whole words conversation. People who I'm coaching, I make them remove the word try from their vocabulary. Amen. It's I, nebulous. It doesn't mean it. What do you mean I'm trying? I'll try. You know, it means you already uh, failed. Right. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Gave you, room, right. you gave yourself room to fail. I'm going right. to text you a little meme that I wind up uh, DMing and texting to all kinds of people, particularly younger women who say, I'm going to try or I'm trying, I'm trying not to. And it's from the greatest philosopher in the history of that galaxy, Mr. Yoda, who said, uh, uh, do or do not, there is no try. Right, Amen. exactly. It's from Empire Strikes Back is 1981 Yoda. or whatever. And it might be the most significant piece of, you know, I guess mind, not advice, but just in view of, of the of the entire 20th century. You know, do or do not. There's not, either do it right. or don't do or it. Don't do it. There's no try. Right. Absolutely. Forget your try. You know, okay, well, you might do it and fail, but you did it. The, uh, you know, it's trying. It validates all of the coaching that is going on at every level of business and sports, because as a culture, we're not accountable. We look for ways out. Right. And if there was one word that we could live this entire year on, it's accountability. The more accountable you are mm. to what you say and, you know, creates what you do. And there's no secret to success. It's about massive action produces massive results and if you ever noticed everywhere as i was lecturing last week last two weeks on the air during the radio show that i do with your broadcast producer here ken levica my man um you ever notice how um accountability appeases it calms people when someone goes yo yo that's my bad that's my bad i'm sorry that's my problems go away and when the nfl had the terrible non-call in the nfc championship game and new orleans was irate and gamblers were irate and football fans were irate and the commissioner stayed silent. It was like, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to. People have just need you to go. I own it. We screwed up. The reason Sean Payton was so calm during the post press game because the head of officials called him immediately and said, "We bleeped up. Right. We were wrong. You got screwed. You're absolutely right." Had they not called him, what do you think he would have done during the press conference? Oh, uh, for sure. Accountability so, appeases folks. It puts you at ease. It calms. I think it was Henry Ford who said, "Whether you think you can or you can't." You're right. 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 Whether you think you're going to get you right. To, to your point, especially on that call, that is not why the Saints lost the game. No. And so they're all about all the Saints fans are going. That's why we lost right. the game. That's accountability gone wrong. It might have been why they won it, but it's not why they lost it. It could have been yes, why they won it. Had that's it been called. Exactly it's just right. not why they lost. Look at you, like your old buddy Dan Marino so used good. to say, right? Dan, Dan would say, uh, you know, there's nothing I can do in the first quarter of a game. It's going to make sure we win, but there's a lot I can do to make sure we lose. No yeah, and there you have it. And Michael Shelby, congratulations! Thank you. On the, on, on, well, you got you got the gig during the podcast. Two minutes later, then you got so promoted. Promoted. You get a whole new, a whole new and world. You, Look at a, that change. Comes with a lot more money. President, <laughs> of, president of On the Money. On the Money. In partnership with On the Ball, Steve. Every week we tell him to tell you to tell us. Something good. So two really quick things Please. that are really, really good. Yep. Number one is I met a CEO in Philadelphia probably two months ago in December, and that guy offered to reach out and pick me up at the Philadelphia airport, Wow. which we did. It was great. I thought he was could be Jeffrey Dahmer. He's not an Uber driver, is he? <laughs> yeah, it's, also, you know what? He might, he might be tomorrow. Because Michael's <laughs> going to Philly, and he's picking Michael up. <laughs> so, so a shout-out to my boy Chris Joyce. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Tomorrow night... My oldest son is coming to Philly to go see his son play basketball. 
at uh, John Hopkins. They're in they're in Philly. And then this weekend, who are they playing? Drexel, uh, no, Swarthmore, Swarthmore. Okay. And then this weekend, Young Noodleberg turns twenty one. So Happy birthday, young boy. He'll finally taste alcohol. Yes. For the Five first time, first time ever. He'll touch his lips for the first time so ever. So we will be partying at Hard Rock. Anybody listening to this that wants to come, I am paying. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Uh, uh, I'm buying. Fantastic. Yeah, Thanks again, it. Michael Ralby. Thank a pleasure. You. Steve, Great always. Uh, Good job, brother. Want to go for 5-4? Let's do a 54. 5-4. We'll do that and then some. For Steve Nimmerberg, Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. So long. Um, would that...